I wanted to give you guys something a little different today in my short second Saturday video. I know if I do a good news video, it doesn't typically get much traction, but I thought some good news for once was in order, and I hope most of you agree, all things considered. So we have a story today from Great Britain, and it involves priceless lost Catholic treasures from the Reformation being uncovered by archaeologists. And following that, I have a short bit on a second good news story, so stick around. Now, this first story hasn't gotten much traction in our circles, because for some reason, people tend to focus on the negative, and that's really a dangerous thing to do. So, as the kid's song says, let's accentuate the positive for a moment and dive into it. Our story comes from the Catholic Herald. Headline, Treasure Trove of Catholic Artifacts Discovered in Tudor Manor. It's by someone calling themselves Staff Reporter. Obviously not, but it's a shame that the Herald didn't give this person a writing credit. It was posted on the 19th, so, you know, it's a couple days old. The gist of the story is this. Archaeologist Matt Champion was exploring Oxburg Hall in Norfolk and discovered hidden Catholic treasures, which dated to sometime after the year 1568. The finds include a 15th century gold-leaf illuminated manuscript, thought to be part of Psalm 39 from the Latin Vulgate Bible, and a 1568 copy of the King's Psalms by St. John Fisher. That's pretty neat in itself, if you think about it. The home had been undergoing restoration when the affliction put a stop to it. Champion donned full PPE, personal protective equipment, and explored the innards of the house and made his discoveries that wouldn't have been made otherwise. The home had been owned in the 16th century by the Bedingfield family, which refused to follow Elizabeth's edicts about the faith, leading to them sheltering priests and practicing the faith in secret. They experienced the consequences of their actions, too, and as such should be a source of inspiration for Catholics today. A person with the National Trust, Anaphora, says that, quote, The value of underfloor archaeology to our understanding of Oxford's social history is enormous. Here's the great quote from this piece, though. Quote, On the discovery of the illuminated manuscript, Anna added, the text is distinct enough for us to identify it as part of the Latin Vulgate Psalm 39, expectens expectua. It, we contacted Dr. James Freeman, medieval manuscript specialist at Cambridge University Library, who explained that the leaf may be from a psalter, but its small size, just 8 centimeters by 13 centimeters, suggests it once was part of a book of hours. These portable prayer books were for private devotion. The use of blue and gold for the minor initials rather than the more standard blue and red shows this would have been quite an expensive book to produce. It is tantalizing to think that this could be a remnant of a splendid manuscript, and we can't help but wonder if it belonged to Sir Edmund Bedingfield, the builder of Oxburg Hall. Russell Clement, general manager of Oxburg Hall, said of the research, we had hoped to learn more of the history of the house during the re-roofing work and have commissioned paint analysis, wallpaper research, and building an historic graffiti recording, but these finds are far beyond anything we expected to see. These objects contain so many clues which confirm the history of the house as the retreat of a devout Catholic family who retained their faith across the centuries. We will be telling the story of the family and these finds in the house now that we have reopened again. This is a building which is giving up its secrets slowly. We don't know what else we might come across, or what might remain hidden for future generations to reveal. End quote. I didn't put the quote directly on the screen for those watching on YouTube, because the full quote made some overt references to certain things, but you get the idea. 
This find is good news in general, as it provides an example of a Catholic family who retains their faith to this day, and it provides us physical evidence and a link to our past in England, and for that we should be thankful. I know it's not a major news story or earth-shaking in its consequences, but I hope you find this edifying on this late summer day. For our second story, we go to Catholic Family News, where there is a report of a public rosary honoring Our Lady in Calgary. The headline is virtually identical to what I just said. Here's the meat of the story. Quote, the great Saint Pope Pius X wisely said, The times we live in demand action, but action which consists entirely in observing with fidelity and zeal the divine laws and precepts of the Church, and the frank and open profession of religion. With these words of the great pontiff in mind, and taking his papal motto, to restore all things in Christ, to heart, Catholics in Calgary, Alberta, boldly endeavored to make a public profession of faith. On August 15th, the glorious feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, over 300 Catholics, including four priests, a religious sister, and a seminarian, gathered in front of City Hall to make a public profession of faith. This profession of faith was organized by SSPX priest Father Michael McMahon and parishioners of St. Denis Catholic Church. Father McMahon began the profession with a stirring address to the hundreds of faithful Catholics gathered in the plaza of City Hall, explaining the necessity of the event. We are professing the faith, that faith revealed by our Lord Jesus Christ to honor his Father, Almighty God, for the salvation of souls, that faith which was sealed by his blood. Father encouraged everyone to live the noble examples of our ancestors by publicly professing the faith, not only on this day, but all the days of our lives. After Father's address, he led the faithful in the recitation of the Rosary and the Litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The climax of the day was the renewal of the baptismal promises, where Satan and his works were firmly and publicly renounced. It seemed that the Blessed Mother looked favorably on the actions of the day, as the weather was glorious. The sky was blue without a cloud, a pure blue, a reminder of Our Lady's color. End quote. The faithful went into a lot of preparation ahead of time. There was the typical material preparation, of course. You know, they made posters and flyers, and they put them up around the city to attract the attention of the faithful. Large banners were made with slogans about the power of baptism and, its, and the incredible graces that come from it, and, of course, about the Holy Rosary. A sound system was a setup, of course, because that's a rather basic thing you need for something like this. And presumably the local authorities were notified of the plan to do this by the priest and organizers of the event. I mean, after all, they did put flyers up ahead of time and advertised. Simultaneous to the event happening in public was another equally important event. At St. Denis Church, there was adoration to the Blessed Sacrament happening, giving due honor to our Lord in the most blessed sacrament of the altar. This display of devotion is sorely needed in our times, as displays like this can remind the world that we must look past ourselves and our self-centered needs, and acknowledge the reality of there being something truly higher than us that requires our attention and devotion. Displays like this are the classic evangelization, and they are more powerful than any attempt to change or represent the faith in a new and more sugar-coated way. Honestly, we need more of this these days. More good faithful Catholics taking, you know, doing public displays of the faith, doing, you know, representing the faith in the public sphere, where we bear witness with our love and to our faith to the Eucharistic Lord and for Our Lady, the Mediatrix of all graces. We need more of this in these times, not less, and good on the folks and the pastors of St. Denis Church in Calgary for that. 
when was the last time you saw something like this in your town or in the city nearest you? I'm having trouble remembering anything like this near me, and I bet most of you are too. We need to stop resting on our laurels and do what these good folks did. Honestly, I love stories like this because it shows that there is still a spark in the hearts of the faithful, and good pastors can help that spark grow into something truly beautiful. I hope you found this story edifying for your Saturday. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, and feel free to send me stories like this as you find them. I came across these by accident, and I'd love to feature more good news stories from time to time. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.